0: This podcast is brought to you by Primed. Sam is in today with vague complaints for the last month. He has some myalgias, fatigue, doesn't seem to have the energy to go jogging like he used to, and no other real constitutional symptoms. No fevers or chills, no weight loss. Sam tells us that he feels tired all this time, and his wife says he seems less focused than usual especially with activities around the house. His past medical history is significant for having COVID six months ago, with symptoms lasting for two weeks. He was treated with Paxlova because of his comorbidities, and he recovered fully. However, he wonders if he's suffering from long COVID and wants to know how he should be tested. Hi. This is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Bob, wow, long COVID. I I need to learn about this. Tell me what's going on here.
1: Yeah, hi, Frank. Um, I, I think it's great we're gonna talk about this, uh, and, and I really wish we could be more definitive, but I thought it would be good to address this question. I've actually had two patients that I've seen myself here in the last couple of months uh, coming in with with, these, uh, with questioning this. So, uh, Persistent symptoms for folks who've had co- uh, COVID are common. In those who are critically ill, such as in this ICU, they have significant problems. And so that's not surprising with cognitive impairments and uh, poor memory and concentration as well. But prolonged symptoms can even follow those with mild illness. And observational studies have described persistent symptoms in those following acute COVID with up to a third experiencing more than one symptom. Common symptoms fatigue, and again, looking at the studies that are out there, it's a wide range, but 13 to 18% fatigue, dyspnea, 10 to 71%, chest pain or tightness, 12 to 44%, cough, 17 to 34%. Less common persistent symptoms include insomnia, joint pain, headaches, appetite, dizziness, myalgias, insomnia, hoarseness, alopecia, sweating, reduced libido, and diarrhea. So really a whole potpourri of things that we're seeing as we had with, with the acute uh, illness. In the largest study to date, long COVID symptom duration was nine months in hospitalized individuals and four months in non-hospitalized individuals. And the data shows that even patients with less severe disease who were never hospitalized, including those with self-reported COVID-19, have often reported prolonged and persistent symptoms. Wow. Um, One-third following acute
0: COVID. And it makes sense for the hospitalized folks, but it does make you wonder about the non-hospitalized folks and and discerning that from anxiety, depression, dysthymia, Lyme this time of year. There's so many things that could cause people to have vague symptoms. Um, When should we check? How do we work up people who are worried
1: about long COVID? Yeah, I mean, this is a real question, people coming in wondering, you know, should we test or not? So, you know, if a person is acutely ill, right, with classic flu-like symptoms and so on, you know, a PCR test really is, uh, is indicated. But there are no recommendations or guidelines regarding the assessment of long COVID. Uh, it doesn't help detect antibodies or, uh, or PCR testing and so on. So when a patient does present with these vague symptoms and they're worried about long COVID, it's reasonable to do some testing. But for non specific, somebody fatigue, I check a CBC with DEF, a complete metabolic panel, and a TSH. More specific complaints this is or weakness, I'd attain uh, a CK, a creatinine kinase. They have some problems with dyspnea, chest tightness. You know, D-dimer, think about uh, BMP or troponins, uh, should be considered. And because basically you want to make sure you're not overlooking something that could be COVID related or not, uh, but that uh, you, you want to, uh, to treat. But again, nothing really specific to COVID.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of what I guess. So there's no test when patients have long
1: COVID. You have to work them up based upon their symptoms. How do we approach these patients? Well, that actually brings me to why I wanted to present this. There was a a recent GM, a Medical News and Perspectives uh, publication. It was on how primary care physicians can recognize and treat long COVID. And that article explores the difficulties that patients and providers have. Interestingly enough, they reference uh, University of Texas post-COVID-19 program in Austin. Um, and It is reported that almost all the patients they are seeing have fatigue, brain fog, neurocognitive impairment, and post-exertional malaise. Um, and that, that post-exertional malaise can actually last days or even weeks after physical or, or uh, mental um, exertion. And that means people getting exhausted at work or uh, putting in lots of hours is what that's on. So based on their experience, they recommend that we let the patient know that we believe their story <laughs> to say, I believe you and I'll work with you to try and make you better, even though I know very little about this. And so you know i wish i could tell people more about this in this podcast but just to let you know that's where we're kind of at with this turns out this goes a long way to decreasing a lot of the patient's stress levels and the anxiety to relate to how they're feeling and when you're obtaining the history though be aware these symptoms fluctuate so it's important to ask well how often do these occur and secondly well how do they affect your ability to carry out your normal activities and in, in what you're doing Address fatigue. That's probably one of the biggest issues that's out there, and it seems to be related to exertion. So you've got to encourage the patients. Don't overexert themselves. And often, the the experience that they've reported that alone will result in symptomatic improvement. So you really want to talk with the patient. What ex, you know? What are you doing uh, as you go along? Now, you know, a part of this. If you think about our, our patient that we were talking about here, this is a guy who likes to go out jogging and doing all of that well he may need to really cut back on that maybe he should be walking maybe he should be not jogging as far Uh, you know he should probably think about cutting back on his activities and where he's trying to get more active to get over this maybe he should cut back and that'll help him to get over it now of course you always want to consider more of a workup if there's other symptoms you're looking at and by the way the CDC in their uh, website they talk about long COVID sharing a lot of similar uh, symptoms with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, dysautonomia, mast cell activation syndrome. I'm not sure I know what that is. But anyways, they're saying approaches used to manage those conditions should be the same approaches we're using to manage somebody coming in with long COVID. And so that's helpful to think about uh, how I would treat somebody with one of those conditions and think about those therapies as well. Bob, just having this discussion has helped me tremendously. I, I'm...
0: I'm... I'm always unsure what to do when patients say, do I have long COVID? What should I do about it? And, and it does remind me of a quote that you always say by Sir Francis
1: Peabody. Can you remind us of that? <laughs> yes, yeah, Sir Francis Peabody, over 100 years ago, um, uh, the secret to caring for the patients is in caring for the patient.
0: And I think we need patient-centered care, a little bit of testing to rule
1: out, and lots of reassurance. Bob, this is terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you, Frank, for allowing me to talk about this. Practice pointers. Patients with unexplained fatigue and other nonspecific symptoms are often worried that they may have post-COVID syndrome. No testing is available to to confirm such a diagnosis. Labs are only indicated to rule out other conditions based on specific symptoms. Post-exertional myalgia and fatigue is a common complaint and is best addressed by encouraging the patient to avoid overtaxing mental and or physical exertion. Join us next time when we discuss the new recommendations and
0: data concerning breast cancer screening, especially considering starting screening black women around age 40. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.